Hola, hola, chulas. Hi there. We are experts in intuitive eating for on-again, off-again chronic dieters, and we are here to help you take the guilt and stress out of eating so you can become the first in your family to break the diet cycle, just like we are in our families. We want you to be who you are without food guilt. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, No More Guilt for Melissa and Your Latina Nutritionist for Delina. Are you ready? Let's break the diet cycle. Hola, hola, chulas. Hi there, everyone. Today we are excited to open season two of Break the Diet Cycle with Josie Wass, who is here to talk a little about finding style no matter what size you are, no matter who you are, getting that look that you've been wanting. So we are going to talk to Josie, answering questions from our feeds. Um, you guys were so wonderful in asking what you needed to learn from her today. I'm going to pause and have Josie introduce herself. Welcome, Josie, to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm really excited to be here and chat a little bit. Um, so like you said, my name is Josie. Um, I run the Instagram account and soon there will be a blog, um, A Plus Fashion. Um, my friend Emily came up with that because she's clever. Um, so <laughs> why she's clever is because um, I am a teacher. Um, so I'm a music teacher, um, and actually a week from today, I'll be starting my master's in education um, and working towards my licensure for K through 12 music. Um, and so right now I teach privately and I run my blog, um, <clears throat> and that's about it. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Delina and I both have master's in education as well, so we are yes. big fans of the learning. <laughs> yes, I love it. I, I just love your background and your story because so many of the women we work with are working professionals. They are balancing, you know, the the work look, the life look. And so I, I think you can really speak to this from their point of view, um, which is fabulous. Can I ask, like, what got you into making your page and your blog? Why did you want to make that? So I, I, I think of it as, like, this big aha moment that I had. And it all just kind of happened at once. Um, so... I'll try, I'll try to make this bullet point version. <laughs> um, but basically, I, I am a survivor of, um, of child abuse and child trauma. Um, and a lot of um, the abuse that was done to me was uh, based around um, food and based around my body, um, sadly. And um, that's because my, my biological mom, um, she suffered from mental illness, she suffered from alcoholism, um, and she also had um, a pretty severe eating disorder, which really played a role in kind of using those, those things as, um, as abuse towards me. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I was eventually removed from that environment later on in high school, um, and so then I started healing from all of that stuff that I experienced. Um, through, you know, therapy and, um, and, and other things. Uh, and I got to this point post-grad where I was like, yeah, my relationship with my body and food is totally fine. And it, spoiler, it totally wasn't. Um, <laughs> and, and so I had kind of thought I was in, in this place where I was really doing well, but I was still doing a lot of restricting and um, disordered eating habits were kind of, you know, peeking out every once in a while. Um, and, and kind of the specific moment I remember is, it, it, this was sometimes sometime around when uh, when Weight Watchers had rebranded itself. Right. So, so 
last last year maybe early early on in 2019 i don't know somewhere around there um and it was uh it was really taking on this uh this image of of wellness and not restriction and not diet culture but behind the mask it was still diet culture. <laughs> um, and so I had a friend who was kind of successful with it in, in losing weight. Um, and for some reason, even though I thought I was in this good place, I downloaded it and I paid the money and I immediately went and told my husband what I did. And he said, you know, he was really kind, but he said, why did you do this? You know, this is not healthy for you. You know, this is not good for and he, he really encouraged me to think about why I was doing that and, and maybe why it wasn't the right choice for me. Um, and I was like, you're so right. And he, he's really good about checking me in that way. Um, and, and so immediately deleted the app. Then I remember the next morning getting my car to go to lessons, um, which seems, seems like such a thing of the past now because I've been teaching out of my house for right. <laughs> six months. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Um, I get in my car and I immediately Google body positive podcast and I pick the first one I find. I binged all of it and I just became like a sponge for this information. Yeah. Um, and at, around the same time, uh, a friend of mine, Caroline, who on Instagram is known as uh, just me and my mirror. Mm -hmm. um, we go way back to like middle school. Uh, she had had, I guess, restarted posting her outfits on Instagram. And I felt really inspired by that. And I was like, I'm learning all this stuff. And I feel like I want some creative outlet for myself where I can talk to like-minded people about this. And, um, and so I just started, I just, at the end of May of 2019, I just started posting my little teacher outfits every day. Um, and I really had no expectation for what it would become. And it's been really amazing. So, so inspiring, yeah. Josie. Like my little hairs are standing up hearing that story. People Thank come <laughs> into this space from so many different directions. And one of the commonalities we always hear is this, like, like you said, the aha moment of like, I'm going to do this one more time, or maybe, maybe it'll be different. Either themselves or someone in their life calling bullshit and saying no more. Like, we can't keep doing this. So what a gift that your partnership with your husband sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, and then to take that experience and then be so inspiring to others as you're healing yourself, like truly that resonates so much in your page. And I encourage everyone to like, just pause the podcast right now, go to her page, follow, <laughs> see the outfits, see what she's doing. Cause it's, it's really natural. It feels like you were meant to do that, Josie. So. Oh, thank you. That so means beautiful. so much. <laughs> um, so today I, I kind of want to leverage all of your genius and all the work that you've done to continue to inspire others. We are really looking for our listeners to learn this because one of the biggest roadblocks we find working with clients is their relationship with clothes is, is honestly the hardest thing to reshape or to create, um, create a more positive relationship with clothing. And so we thought today by maybe answering some of their questions and giving some encouragement to see, you know what, you can have that relationship with clothes that you always wanted, even if weight loss isn't the center uh, path to get there, that, that doesn't need to be part of it. That would be such an amazing gift to help our listeners. So we have a couple of questions. Is it okay to ask you some of these and then me, you and Delina can just kind of talk through what we oh, think yeah. about these questions? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, Delina, you ready? 
she is. Okay. Yes, I'm muted because I don't want it to be like all the outside noise. Sorry, guys. Yeah, her, her little kiddo. Speaking of coronavirus, her, her kiddos were always um. They're like the the, the understudies of the podcast. <laughs> they're <sure>. always here. <laughs> they're your original guests. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. So this one we're going to start with is about color. Um, a lot of clients have told me, and this is, my mom's at a bigger body. She tells me this all the time. It's all black. The patterns are always sometimes like, what is this pattern exactly? Who is this inspired by? Or who is it for? The cuts of clothing are sometimes difficult. And many women want to dive into color and pattern, but they're not finding um, maybe what they're looking for, or they don't really feel confident to dive in on that because they just more, feel more comfortable in black. And so I'm curious for you, how do you approach color and pattern when you're choosing an outfit? So this is such a good question. <laughs> I mean, all the questions are such good questions, <laughs> um, but it's hard um, because I, so I'm actually a huge fan of neutrals. Um, if you can't tell from my page, I love like really classic stuff. I love, um, I love like simpler patterns. Um, and so for a while, I think maybe it was just the ingrained, uh, uh, like idea that I couldn't wear color that maybe drove that at first um, and so it's been interesting to kind of get it back into my wardrobe but still love neutrals and not a body shaming way if that makes sense yeah um, and so I guess my uh, my sassy answer to that question is to, in order to get into it um, you just do it <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but it's I mean it's not quite that easy though um, I am a strong believer in baby steps. Um, and so I would say maybe if you are wanting to experiment with more color, um, think about what colors, maybe two or three, what colors make you feel like the most, your most like yourself or the most confident. And like, for me, that's kind of primary colors, like really dark reds and kind of into burnt oranges. I love mustard yellow and I love me some navy. So I kind of started with those, like I eased them into my capsule wardrobe at one point because capsule wardrobing is something I'm really interested in. Um, and I kind of started easing them in and now I've kind of branched out into other colors too, which is really fun. Um, so I would say just start with a couple that you really feel, that you really like yourself in, that you really feel confident in and then it'll open up slowly from there, I think. I love that answer. So if, if you can just pick like one, two, three colors, and then you just start keeping an eye out for that color when you're out and about, slowly it starts to integrate into your wardrobe. Now, what the heck is a capsule wardrobe? I have no idea what that means. <laughs> okay, so it's, it's, it's not complicated, but, <laughs> but there are like varying degrees of it. So the way I do it is seasonally. So you can also do it like, um, in a week or in a month or in shorter periods of time, but I do it seasonally. So like, okay, so for my spring capsule, what you do is you select a, um, a certain amount of pieces that you decide, um, and, and you want to like err on the side of minimal, which kind of means something different for everybody. Um, so you pick a certain number of, of pieces, um, that all go with each other and you wear those over and over and you mix and match them all season so that you're getting the most out of your wardrobe. Um, and it also really helps um, to 
to kind of freshen things up when you change it out every season. Um, and specifically for me, it helps with my shopping. <laughs> um, it really helps me to not uh, shop quite as much because I'm kind of doing the planning before the season. And then I have my capsule for the entire season and I'm really not doing a whole lot of shopping until I'm preparing for the next season. Does that make sense? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, because, you know, when you think about relationships in general, you have to show up in a relationship to be in one. What I love about what you're saying is that you have a consistent way that you show up with your clothing and you think about it and you interact with it in a super intentional way. Ladies, that makes so much sense because if you're anything like me, I've got like, I'm looking at them because I record in my bedroom, like piles of this, piles of that. I don't know, know what I've got. It's hard to be in a relation to something you don't understand. So I love that you have almost like a, a schedule to interact with your clothing. So I, I have a question for you, Josie, because like this gives me a little bit of anxiety. <laughs> See, I'm type A, so I'm loving this and you are more type I'm B. I'm not type A, type a at all. Yeah. <laughs> So for me, I'm like, I tend to not like to wear the same thing over and over and over again. So I guess my question to you about this capsule, and, and I feel like maybe I attract clients like this too, because it's my personality, <laughs> but I feel like I always hear like, I just don't want to wear the same things over and over again, which is why I shop so much. Mm -hmm. So how, and I've stopped, Melissa knows this, I've stopped. You're trying, you're doing it. I'm very, I'm trying, Marie Kondo. Um, so how do you mix it up so that they look like different styles? Like, I'm just trying to figure out how you do this capsule thing. So if I typically wear something like I'm thinking of a very specific outfit right now, I don't know why, but I'm thinking about like this blue and white striped shirt that I wore forever with high-waisted jeans. So that's like obviously a really simple way to wear something, right? And so what I would then do is try to mix it up with different bottoms or whatever. Um, like one time I wore like this canvasy linen jumpsuit over top of it, which was cool. Something I would have never normally done, I feel like, um, but it was because I was really trying to stretch what I had. Um, or like, oh, then I paired it with a mustard skirt. And I feel like, when I change something as small as accessories or shoes or something like that, I can really make it a whole new outfit. Um, and this might also give you anxiety, but it's something I like, it's one of these memories from my past that has kind of like resurfaced, um, but this will show you just how type A I maybe have always been. Um, but I remember in middle school having a file folder of note cards where I wrote down what I wore and then I would kind of like refer back to it if I wanted to wear a certain piece again, but I wanted to change it up. Like this is literally what I was doing when I was like 12 years old. <laughs> like, you, you were destined to make an Instagram page. Like this is no, the, like, like, the beginning. I recently I was like, you know what, there was early signs. So many, really like origin story. Uh, early <laughs> oh man. It's incredible. No, I see yeah. what you're saying because like you. the more, um, also I love Delina that you just like called out type A, type B differences between us because we're constantly working through this in our team. Um, when we, when, it, when you think about your closet, like if there's a lump of clothing there, it's hard for your brain to make those connections of like, oh, that shirt could go nice with those pants. And so by almost like you're weeding out a little bit and then you're rotating that, that smaller um, playing field of clothing, there's new inspiration that can come from that without buying new clothes at all. Is that kind of the, 
the hope in this process? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, because you're just getting the most out of your wardrobe and um, and something that's helped me too is, is I'll have, this is mostly for content when I feel like I'm getting a little boring on Instagram. Um, I have like my best friend pick out my outfits or I have my husband do it once um, for a week. Um, and I'm also going to do one soon where it's my straight size friends styling me in outfits that they would wear. Um, so that kind of helps bring new perspective because it's like, my husband did a really amazing job when he did this because he picked out things that I, pieces that I love that I would never pair together or think to pair together. And it was just like him from the outside, knowing that I love those things, but I guess putting some of his, his style in there, yeah. um, which was really fun, uh, just because I would have never thought of what he put together. It comes back wild. to your first statement too, which is like, just to do it. Sometimes getting yeah. other people involved, if you're feeling a little bit of that fear or resistance to mixing and matching these things that quote, don't belong together, or that's not me or my color. Now you're getting that little push too. So I kind of love that as a takeaway if people want to be actionable, maybe you pair this process with someone in your life who can maybe inspire you in a way you're not yet there doing that for yourself. So I love how you in include other people in your life in this. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Keeps things interesting. <laughs> so Delina, what would be your like one or two colors based on Josie's advice? Oh man, my closet, if you guys saw my closet, you'd probably be like, what? Um, I don't know, I'm always, like I have so many black pieces. <laughs> um, I think that, I guess if you could see in my branding, purple is usually my go-to color, like a lavender or a variation of it. So I feel like I have a lot of that mixed in and I, and I catch myself always gravitating towards that but I think I need to start learning more about accessories and shoes because mm. I like that I think that way but then I never dress myself that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to have the pieces amazing yes amazing and you pointed at me when Josie said uh, mustard yellow because that's my, that's you that's my favorite so good love it <laughs> amazing okay so I want to move on to this next question if we're ready that was fabulous I already am like gonna hang up this call and just go to town on my closet. I love those, those tips. <laughs> okay, so this next question really has to do with some of the conditioning we see um, both from the media or places in our life. Uh, a lot of our clients have had comment about their bellies, their thighs, their arms, and over time they learn to gravitate towards styles that hide those parts of their body, not because they like the look, but because that feels safe. And so one person had said, you know, everything gathers around my stomach and people point out my weight. That's a fear around that. Um, how do you stop buying clothes solely to hide the parts you feel ashamed of so you can work towards what your true personal style is? So this is another good slash hard question. <laughs> this one has a lot of layers to it, I think. Um, and the first being that I, I don't want people to um, think that it's solely their fault for dressing themselves in things that um, hide their bodies. Um, because for a really long time, especially the plus size fashion industry has only been about that. So, I mean, I'm thinking to when I'm in high school and I'm, I'm shopping at, at Torrid, you know, when they're first kind of starting out and, and a lot of things were baby doll so that it skims over your belly or slimming effects jeans or that things works. like that so yeah it's 
it's hard because for a long time everything was like that and everything was black and no patterns and you know the same thing flattering or slimming or whatever you want to call it um and i feel like we've really seen an evolution of of that in the past like maybe five years or so um where things are or pieces of clothing are more being made to um not flatter our bodies i almost said flatter that's not what I meant, <laughs> but not flatter or hide, but instead celebrate our bodies. So plus size people can still wear trendy things that we've only ever seen on, on thin straight size people, you know? Um, and so that is really encouraging. Um, and so I feel like I feel like I've rambled off of your question. Well, no, I mean, I think that, no, that context is really important us, Joseph, and I'm so glad you brought that up, right? That for me, knowing my mom, like she grew up, she was like born in the 50s. Um, her plus size clothing journey was nothing like what women today have in terms of availability and role modeling and the internet. And, and so, you know, just knowing her, I, I completely appreciate the context that like she she loves style and would really like love when we would get to dress in clothing because we were straight sized kids. So I, I just think that's an important thing to acknowledge that, you know, the times are changing, but they have been hard. Um, so yeah, it's normal if you've always gravitated that it's because it's what you've been around, it's what you can find. And it, of course it feels comfortable if that's what you continue to wear. Um, right. so have you personally, I mean, you're kind of straddling that, like you're, you're much younger than my mom. Um, but you, you are starting to see, like you said, with Torrid, their shift. So did you have to go through anything personally in terms of your self-talk or, you know, how was it that you became comfortable in all the styles you now wear? Yeah, it, it's been part of, I feel like, especially in the last like year or so, it's been part of that journey big time. Like my big thing on Instagram right now is wear what you want. Like, I feel like people are getting tired of hearing that, <laughs> but I, I'm posting about it all the time because it's something that's so relevant to me right now. You know, I'm not only telling other people to do that, but I'm also telling myself in a way, um, because I mean, basically for the last decade, I, I've been kind of the same way, you know, wearing quote unquote flattering things, um, wearing a lot of black, um, not allowing myself to wear things like shorts and, um, tank tops, even in the summer and Ohio summer is really hot <laughs> and really sticky and nasty. Um, and so it doesn't make sense for me to be in something like jeans and a cardigan. It doesn't make sense. And so, um, I have really had to work through some of those rules that I set for myself. So not only like, you know, plus size fashion rules specifically that kind of society has set for us, but also my own um, rules. And so, like I said, the shorts thing, I kind of eased into that with baby steps. It was kind of nice because quarantine was going on when things started getting hotter. So I tested out the shorts in the house and then I started wearing them to the post office or to the grocery store. And then it was just like full blown shorts all the time. Love it. Um, and it's, it's one of those things, just like the, just like the color thing. If you take a baby step into it, eventually that kind of snowballs. Um, and so, you know, I would say if that's something that you're struggling with, um, with rules that you set for yourself, um, maybe try one piece that's kind of out of your comfort zone or one piece that's a trend you've always seen on thinner bodies, um, 
and just try it. And then it will probably evolve into something way bigger than that. So that's such good advice. I had a, a client who recently shared that she wore a tank top on a walk by herself and she's like, I survived it. It actually yeah. felt good. My arms were cool. I wasn't sweating my butt off <laughs> and I, I felt free. And, and that then translated to, you know what, I think I'm going to wear one at the next barbecue I go to. So, and by the way, you can hang out there as long as you want. If, if just wearing it within your own home is where it's at, you can do that indefinitely if that's what serves you. So really encouraging people not to rush the process, to see it in that sequence, just like Josie's role modeling. It's so inspiring that you said you made your page like a little over a year ago for you to be wearing all these styles, taking photographs, inspiring other women. You know, it's, it's such an amazing thing to know that that's possible. You just got to kind of stick with it and, and get yourself yeah. to your personal style, whatever that is. Yeah. It's amazing. All right, our next question. Um, I do think all size bodies struggle with this one, though it's more challenging when you're in plus sizes and there's a smaller range of clothing available. And that's when things aren't true to size. So I, this person's specifically referring to XL sizing, which um, is a significant size because it's often the last time you're available, able to be in the straight size uh, world. And her frustration is sometimes she'll order that it's too small and then she's kind of on the cusp of plus. And so that can often um, mess with people's uh, self-confidence around clothing because there's safety in being straight size because you have more options. So I think this question is a bit of a two-parter is how do you become comfortable with the idea of being in plus sizes if that's feeling hard for you? And then the second thing is, how do you deal with the frustration of like, I wanted this to fit and it doesn't fit and now I have to return it and do that whole rigmarole. What is your take on not things not being true to size? Uh, <laughs> it's so frustrating. Like um, solve all our problems, Josie. Solve yeah, <laughs> it, it is so frustrating. It and is. specifically for this person who is asking this question, I feel you and I feel for you. Because being an XL is something that's called midsize. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like midsize people have this issues of their own just because they usually sit between about a 12 and a 16. Um, and so sometimes they're too big for straight size and they're too small for plus size. And so then it's like, where the heck do I shop? And can I even trust that um, it's going to fit me? And, um, and then also there is that feeling that transition um, and that, I don't know, maybe like shame of crossing the line between straight size and plus size. Um, and so it, it can be really hard. I mean, my advice to someone who is in an XL body, um, I would say maybe start shopping in more plus size retailers um, just because they are actually doing good stuff right now where they're extending a little bit lower than what is traditionally called plus size. So places like Tori and Lane Bryant are now selling clothes like down to a 10, I want to say. And so, and they've been around for a long time. So they've really got the fit down on curvier bodies. So if you're a curvier person, um, maybe going for retailers like that, um, even if it does feel a little bit uncomfortable, um, saying that now you're shopping plus size or whatever, um, you know, find the clothes that are going to fit your body. Like, remember that your body's not the issue. The sizing is the issue. The clothing is the issue. Lena <laughs> okay. is hands up right yeah. now. She is raising the roof. <laughs> yes. Like, and I still have to seriously. That. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's hard when you have to constantly convince yourself. And I think, um, 
that's the hope is that over time we do see inclusivity be the norm and not the wow celebratory exception i mean i think some of these brands are like giving them this praise that for things they should have been doing always creating <laughs> when you see um, the average size of women and you see the market that's available for women who are plus size it, it from a capitalistic perspective if they're trying to make money it makes no freaking sense to me actually why why this is the case um so that's amazing advice too and i i love that you can also acknowledge some of the emotion that comes up with this just because these this advice is here and we can put it on paper doesn't mean it's comfortable doesn't mean it's easy even for people like josie when you see her on instagram and you're like wow she is actively applying this process in the same way and i just think that's such a, a comfort for our clients to hear because they feel like they should be there already a lot of the time um it's just amazing how you show up for this, Josie. It's incredible. Thank you. And it's, and it's hard because I think we think that one day we'll magically get to this place where we feel fantastic about our bodies and everything is sunshine and rainbows and we won't have any issues anymore. And that's totally not the case. Um, and we, I mean, growth is linear or growth is not linear. Sorry. <laughs> Just messed up my own thing. <laughs> um, but it's, it's not, it's just a it's a day-to-day -day thing it's not something we arrive at and so it's okay I want to like hold space for that if you feel like you're changing sizes and you feel a little bit sad about that for whatever reason like that's okay um, but I would encourage you to think of it as trying to spin it in a positive light and like hey I get to get new clothes now that's kind of fun yeah. <laughs> you know or um, I get to try out some new brands or something like that you know yeah. That's great. Yeah. Like what if, what if there's a little bit of joy in that sadness? What if part of this means you get to rediscover yourself and answer that question, what are my colors and get to know this part of yourself and let you evolve? That is, I think what we all want in life is to become who we are. And clothing is one way at going through that experience for sure. And can I say that we did not talk to Josie before this, but she literally is talking like she's been our friend forever. Um, because this is something that I know Melissa and I are always talking about. Um, you're going to have bad days. You're going to have days where your body image is, you know, at a one. <laughs> Um, and you feel crappy about yourself and maybe you don't want to get dressed up or you're just, you know, just having a bad day. Um, and I love that you shared, Josie, that this isn't linear because we always talk about this. And I'm always like, listen, if you follow a page that tells you that it's always going to be rainbows and unicorns run because that's <laughs> not real life, um, everybody struggles. And we can't continue to tell people that it's always going to be okay because it's not and it's okay to sit in the sadness it's okay to sit in the suck um but it's okay to also try to find something positive it might not happen the same day it might take a week or two but always trying to look at something in a positive way can help too it's possible you can do that absolutely my last quick question before we go. One of the things I love about your page, Josie, is um, like many fashion bloggers do, you'll actually tag where some of your pieces are from. I love your looks. I'm just fangirling here big time today. I always <laughs> tap, I'm like, where the hell did she get that? That's really cute. Um, and a lot of the brands I recognize, you know, there are stores that I have seen or heard of, which I love. A lot of times fashion bloggers to me feel totally inaccessible. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to have a Dolce & Gabbana, you know, whatever. That's not in my, my uh, pay grade. 
when you think about where people might be shopping, what are some favorite brands where people can find cute, affordable, plus size clothing that they can feel good about? What are some of your favorite brands? Oh, this is so hard. <laughs> this is the hardest question out of all of them. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, as far as like really accessible ones online and, and in store, you know, depending on where you live, I feel like these are kind of universally pretty accessible. Um, places like Torrid, like I mentioned before, um, Lane Bryant. Um, and this one kind of surprises people, which is Madewell. Um, they actually carry extended sizing. Um, I don't believe that they do in-store yet, which is a whole other issue, but they do online. Um, I think they go up to, I want to say like maybe a 26 or so. Um, so yeah, I get all my denim from there. Big fan. Um, I would also say Target. Target has really stepped up their clothing game um, in the last few years, especially with plus size offerings. Um, and if your particular Target does not carry a lot of plus size stuff, um, I would definitely look online, um, but they carry a lot of different smaller designers now, um, and and I feel that their sizing uh, is way better than it used to be, um, straight size and uh, and plus size. It's a little bit more generous. Um, if you're into athletic wear, athleisure, I really love Fabletics. Um, they have really helped in kind of my. Um, my journey of kind of reclaiming uh, movement for myself after it was sort of used against me uh, when I was younger. And, um, and it showed me that like, I don't have to wear an all black, uh, you know, outfit to work out. Like I can wear cute patterns and I can feel cute and be sweaty and like, you know, love it. I can have that. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so they, I, I feel like they've helped me a lot to just kind of branch out with athletic wear. Um, those are what I would say most, most accessible, um, as far as brands, but there are tons out there if you do a little bit of research. Yeah. And I think Instagram is such a great place to say, I noticed you tag a lot of other uh, influencers in different size bodies and different types of bodies. And so, you know, following you, I think is such a great start for listeners to have the algorithm actually serve up other influencers and brands. And so um, I just love what you're doing to just keep us educated and, and aware of all the different looks and, and brands that are out there. It's so awesome. Yeah. I have you. to say Madewell has a fabulous mustard um, color in their palette. Usually when I walk in, I can find my mustards at Madewell. So I have to go. Oh yes. Right and now. they have like the beautiful burnt orange. They have, yeah, I love yeah. Madewell. I'm a sucker. Yeah. It's warm. <laughs> it's got that like seventies vibe that I like. Yeah. It's just oh, so wonderful. This was too much fun. It feels like this went by in about five minutes. Um, I want to close with just maybe two takeaways for our listeners. So I have so many in my mind. Is there maybe one or two takeaways from everything we've talked about you want to leave them with as something of an action item? Maybe they could go get started with right after this podcast to improve their wardrobe. Um, I guess I want to say, I want to reiterate baby steps with everything, right? Um, so choosing your colors and just starting with a couple or trying something a piece sort of out of your comfort zone that isn't necessarily meant to hide your body but instead celebrate it um, or try a new retailer something like that small little steps that will lead to bigger ones love it so so helpful Josie thank you we can find Josie at a plus fashion 
Um, you will be in our show notes. We are going to promote you on our page. Is there anything else you want to let our listeners know about you and your brand and how we can support you? Um, well, very exciting. My website should be launching somewhere around early September. Um, and so if you are following me on Instagram, you can check that out as well. I'll be doing official blog posts starting in September. So very exciting. <laughs> Congratulations on that. Yeah, this episode should come out sometime end of September. So this will all dovetail nicely um, for people to come find you and check out where that's at at that point. Congrats. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right, Josie, thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, Melissa, that was such an amazing episode. So, so, so excited to have these guests on this season. So what's going on with you? Um, yes, first, I agree. It's been a ton of fun. I love you, but it's nice to have a group moment. And that's exactly what's going on with me in my business, too. You know that I started a group offer back in March, and yes. you did too, correct? I did. Did I tell you how I'm running mine? No. Okay, so here's the deal. Typically, I see clients for three months, one-to-one, -one. and what was happening was all these clients kept telling me, hey, what's going on with your other clients? I'm just curious what's happening in their worlds, <laughs> and I realized like, as much as it's powerful to have a one-to-one -one counseling experience, community is so, so important when you're trying to find food freedom because you need role models to inspire you. And as great as I am as a coach, I'm not always the role model for other people. And so I got to thinking maybe we could put together a group offer that leans on the no guilt framework. So we're meeting weekly for three months and we include a Facebook board where people can really get to know each other through that time span. It's been super, super fun spending time on these Zoom calls with these ladies. That does sound fun. It's like, I want to come in with my wine, some cheese, some crackers. <laughs> I just want to sit there and just chit chat with my friends about yeah. all the nonsense going on in the world. Wine, cheese, crackers, a little, <laughs> bit of, a little bit of your struggle, a little bit of your wins. We a put it all together. Diet culture. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, you know, I love that you said that because that is what comes up in these meetings where people can have space where people understand what you've gone through. You don't even have to say a word that the other members know what you're going through. They have a different perspective on your struggle. There's a lot of support. There's a lot of enthusiasm. And it's just, it's so much fun. Now, one of my groups is graduating in a few weeks. Do you know that every single one of them has been able to figure out how to work through the struggle that they started with? They all have an answer to whatever their unique struggle was. They have something that they can practice and move forward with. They're not feeling guilt and anxiety around food. They're not fumbling over their words when someone says something that isn't supportive anymore. They are having a relationship with movement in their bodies that feels positive. It has meant the world to me. And so I'm really glad we're talking about this because I want to invite anyone listening that wants a longer term experience with women like them, where they can learn my no guilt framework while connecting with others, you are going to be exactly the right person for this program. So here's how you can learn more. You can either DM me at no more guilt and just say group. Go ahead, just write that word group. I'll know what you're talking about. Um, we can chit chat a little bit about what you're looking for and if it might be right. Or if you're like, whoa, that sounds awesome, go ahead and apply. You can find that in my LinkedIn bio. I will shoot you a message and we'll meet to talk more. Awesome, awesome. I love it. Thanks for asking about me. I mean, that's what this is all about. So friends do, right? They support each other. All right, chulas and gals. 
that was it for today. So peace, love, and break the diet cycle. Hey, it's me, Melissa. Before we start, I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by No More Guilt with Melissa Landry. What you are about to listen to is not a professional coaching or counseling session. Each episode is a one-time conversation meant for educational purposes. Look, we're dietitians, but we're not your dietitian. Remember that podcasts don't constitute treatment. If you have concerns about your dieting behaviors, seek out guidance from a medical or mental health professional. And if you're looking for the process, support, and focus you need to live life without food guilt, apply for a coaching program from today's sponsor, me. I'm currently enrolling clients into one-to-one programs, group programs, and I recently added a do-it-yourself format, the Ex-Dieter's Guide to No More Guilt. Apply for a program at melissalandrynutrition.com. I hope to meet you soon.